morning, Rabbi Isai. Good morning. Today's year is sponsored Lili Nishmas Imi, Rus Bas Mordechai. Amazing one here. This dedication is in honor of my son Mayer's 10th Hebrew birthday from Anonymous, Mayor Ben Rifko Basha. It's my hope, wish, and prayer that the schuz of this dedication will help him succeed in this critical step in his life as he will start to learn Gemara this year. Every year is important. All right, so Mayor Shadabat Slacha. This one is amazing, the second one. I see this this morning. Oh, oh, I can look over there, Givaldic. Sponsored by the Saka family in memory of their beloved mother, Bahia Bat Shmuel Becky Saka. Today's your second yard site. Now, I don't know for sure, it's a very small world. I'm pretty sure that they're related to me somehow. My wife's first cousin, Svi Friedman, married Becky Saka. You guys, Salim, you remember Salim? Came to my house many, many times. Salim, that uh, he has a, Salim. Salim and, and Avram just had a wedding the other day. So they're related. So it's a very small world. The Tzvi Freeman from Detroit. The kids are, all right, I think it's the same family from uh, Miami. I never knew they, they watched the year. I'm assuming they watched the year. No. Uh, what's this? No, Tzvi is my cousin. Tzvi is their son-in-law. All right, your boys, I listen to this. This one is from David Brandis. I love this one. Ah. Good morning, Rebelli. David Brand is from South Bend here. I haven't emailed in quite a while, but Baruch Hashem, we keeping with the shir. I want to thank you for everything you and the crew are doing throughout all the challenges we have had to face this year. We are now holding right around where I dropped off last cycle, and I'm glad to say that this time around, with the shir, I'm holding much stronger with no signs of slacking off. I enjoyed Yamaha Ritz charts on the Flamin Bays and attached the t-shirt idea for MDY to add for the merch section. It's amazing, her voice, I love this. This is Givaldic. This is going to sell thousands. See this? I don't know if you can see. It says, if you do the daf, former Amaritz. <laughs> it's Givaldic. All right. So thank you, David. That was great. Uh, what? It just it needs Nikudas. Well, we'll get it. We'll get it. Oh, you know what would be cool? If you put the Nikudas also under the English. Four mil. Yeah, whatever. I think you have to put a picture of the <laughs> That's already... That was a little risque, taking that off the internet like that. I usually have permission. That one, I had to go for it. With your share... Shh, don't tell it. With your share, may we, may, may we there be many more former Amaritzim. Wishing everyone a Ksivach Simatoiva David Brandis. Wow, Givaldic. Here's from our good friend, Elchanan Pressman. You guys know Pressman. He presses the issue. Yashukayach for the magic show this morning. All that was missing is a top hat, wand, and a cape. Not. Your ability to not and creativity to maintain my intention is more than a million dollar picture book. It's priceless even considering you had to try twice to spear the apple. I'm just wondering, hoping that there will be more demonstrations forthcoming considering your announcement the other day. There'll be a big break from showing charts. Well, what he doesn't hop is that that week, that was a week ago, it's over. Charts are back today. As much as I enjoyed the show, and I really did, I hope it's not at the expense of, I think it means gearing up here for the Chumash here, so we, we so eagerly wait. It's forthcoming initiation announcement, Mr. Shem. Not going to happen this year. 
If I don't write again before Hashanah, please accept this as a special bracha for New Year. Massive arbutzas tayri gizun parnosim menuchas nefesh for you and your entire family. You should ask in our tefillas that if something needs to be catchy and needs to spread like wildfire next year, it should be your shear and not corona. Amen. Bebirkas ksivah chesimah toiva alchon impressment and family. Do we have time? One more quick one. And here, dear Veli, thank you for all your dafiyom shirim. Especially like the live demonstration on the TV yesterday. I really look forward to listening to your dafiyom shirim. I hope that we get to see more demonstrations soon. Your Talmud Mordechai. Sapaznik, and there were more like that. So Yishkoyach, thanks. Also, not going to happen that often. Maybe I actually was trying to do one for today. It's like it's impossible. Too much, too many of these guys. Too many charts. All right. So yesterday, today's Daf Lamed Gimel. We were holding Daf Lamed Beis Lave, the the children, the Lave of the Shear. So. Daf Lamed Beis, Omud Beis, has a Mishnah that tells us that if you put an Eruv on top of a tree, if the tree is 10 Tfachim, the Eruv is no good, and if the tree is less than 10 Tfachim, then it's okay. Now, what do we say? We said the Pshat is, and Rav Nachman said, oh, this is such a great Pshat, me and Shmuel, we said this Pshat, we stuck it into the Gemara, became part of the Gemara, that what? We're talking about a tree that's in Rosh Hashanah. And the man is on the Rosh Hashanah. He's on the asphalt. The tree's above. And let's say we're talking about the case that it's less than 10 Tfachim. The issue is, how could he retrieve the Erev on Shabbos? You're not allowed to take something off a tree. The answer is, because it's only the Rabbana to take something off a tree on Shabbos. And we're only talking about a very specific period called Ben Hashemashas. As long as the Erev is chal, ben Hashmashis, then it's a good Erev to go. We don't care if the Erev disappears after the Shabbos comes in. So at that point, the Shabbos comes in, ben Hashmashis, you're permitted to take something off a tree because it's, it's a suffolk. It's suffolk, yoyim, suffolk, lailas, ben Hashmashis. So to drive a car, you can't drive. And to move something from Rishus Hayachat to Rishus Harabi, you cannot. But to move something off a tree, which is only Isid Rabbanon, it's a Shvuz, that's permitted. MML, it's a good Erev. On my Rava, comes Rava and drops an Adam bomb here. Loishanu. Ten lines from the bottom, let's see. Two, four, six, eight, nine lines from the bottom. Loishanu. Ela bi'ilan ha'oymed chutzli burashal ir. This whole thing that we just discussed is talking about here's the city. Here's the, the iburashal ir. Ibura from a of pregnancy. The, every city is allowed to be slightly pregnant, seven months pregnant, 70 amas and a, and a third, right? We had a 70 and a third from the, the, the chatzar. So that's all considered part of the city. All this is considered part of the city. So this is considered, so the whole shaila is, you see this tree? This tree is past this dotted orange line here. It's past the Ibor here. There's no, there's no problem. Why not? This is a great Eruv. The Masa Kimandim Maliadami. Says Rav, an unbelievable thing. He says that an Eruv, that the entire city is considered as if it's full. We pretend it's Royan, it's Ki'ilu. Remember the Lashon Royan? We. We, we imagine as if the, the city is filled to tent Fachim. Everything is full to tent Fachim. So Memela, he 
when it comes to the halachas of Erev, he's on top of Tent Fachim. He's already with the tree, with his Erev. The whole issue is that he has to be kind of shvisa. He has to have a place on Shabbos. He has, has to settle down. He has to take up residence with his Erev. Now he's on the bottom. He's on the asphalt. And his Erev is on top. So the Erev is possible. It's not a good Erev because he can't get to it. But you know what? He's in the same area as the Erev. Why? Because we pretend that everything is full till Tent Fachim. There's a bunch of dirt. They came with a halachic dump truck and they dumped a bunch of dirt, Tent Fachim high. And he's standing on top of the dirt. Now, if he's standing on top of dirt, could he reach over and grab that Erev? Absolutely not. The Erev is in Rosh Hashayachid, and he's in Rosh Hashayachid. But in terms of halachas of Erev, of him being in the same area as his Erev, he's considered as he's in the same area. Why? Because the city is completely full. It's full of dirt, and he's, he's within that. He's in the same area as his Erev. That's Rava's bomb. Now, I have a riddle for everybody. Think about this for a second. Why in the world is this guy putting an Erev on the outskirt of a city? You see, if you live here in the city, you get 2,000 Amas from the city limits, starting from this orange line. So what did he gain by putting an Erev right here? He gained nothing. If he wouldn't have put an Erev, he would have the same amount of 2,000 Amas. He could walk 2,000 Amas from this orange line, going that way, away from the city. Without an Erev. So why did he put an Erev? Orange line is 70 Amas from the city. It's considered part of the city. You're allowed to walk 2,000 Amas from city limits. So he's, he's going to walk from this orange line 2,000 Amas. Anybody have an answer? No? Okay, Rashi addresses the question. One foot away. So he's, he's making his Erev for one foot. So let me tell you. I'll tell you the answer and then you'll understand the question. Then you, once you see the answer, very, very simple. This individual doesn't live in that city. He lives in a different city. He lives over here. And this city, I just made this picture. I put it together. So excuse if there's any problems here. So it's within Alpayimama. So let's say this city, from this city, is let's say 1,000 hours, just to make everything simple. So he lives over here. He's allowed to walk 1,000 hours into here. Once he reaches this city, he's allowed to go the entire city because that's considered one tchum. Oh. And now he puts his Erev over here so that he could go another 2,000 Amas from this city. He wouldn't be able to go 2,000 Amas from this city because this is not a city. Okay, just a simple shot in the Gemara. Why does he have to put, a, why does he have to put an Erev? Okay, let's keep on moving. Is Menachem Ateon today? Is he doing the, the charts? Yeah? Okay. Shkoyach Menachem. Good luck, because there are a lot of charts. And there's some charts that are not on the drive. If you want to look up, I have Chaykekim from Dafyud Aleph. Um, I also have from Shabbos. I don't know if you have Shabbos Daf Memtes. We have the Agolois over there. If you want to look that up, Shabbos Memtes and Chaykekim from Dafyud Aleph. Anyway, sorry that I didn't give it to you before. Oh, he doesn't even have it on a pip, so it's not in the Okay. Says Gemara Ihachi. So what does Rava say? Rava says there's enough Kimina. If I'm in the city limits, I am halachically standing on a mound of dirt that's ten tefachim tall, because the whole city is as if it's ten tefachim tall. You see these imaginary walls here. Everything is imaginary, so everything is filled up to ten. I'm on ten. So what if I place my Erev 
on top of 10, but I'm in the same domain. I'm, in, I'm above 10 with my Eruv. But if I'm past the orange line, or orange line, any way you want to say it, then it's not a good Eruv, asks the Gemara, why? Even if you're outside of that limit, let's take Rava and put him against himself. Look at this beautiful picture. I don't know if they meant for this, but if you look closely, a person, wherever he resides, wherever he takes up residence, he gets four Amas. You see this imaginary box here? Everything's imaginary. He gets, he's within his box. And where does the Rishus go? All the way up to the sky. He has an imaginary Rishus Hayachet around him. So it goes up to the sky... So he's in the same domain as his Erev. So who cares if he puts his Erev above 10 Tfachim? Let's say he puts it above 10 Tfachim. He said you can't reach it because it's Rosh Yachid. And his feet on Rosh Rabbim, he can't grab it. But he's in an imaginary box that goes all the way up to the sky. So in terms of Hilchis Erev, he's in the same domain. Who cares if his feet are on the ground? He halachically is in the same domain. Could he, could he carry it on Shabbos? No. Because he's in Rosh Rabbim and the Erev is in Rosh Yachid. But... Behilchas Eruv, he's in the, same, in the same domain. Look, he's in this box. His, even if his air is on top of the tree and he's on the bottom, look, they're in the same imaginary box. It should be perfectly okay for an Eruv. Says the Gemara, you're 100% right. If that was the case, you're right. What is the case here? Differently. We have a little problem with the branch. The branch, if you're looking at this picture, extends past the box. So you cannot reach it. It's past the box. Where he puts his Eruv is outside of the box. He thinks outside of the box. He put it over here. We're talking about a tree that its branch sticks out further than four Amois. That's why he can't get it. So, and he meant to reside and take up residency or residence on the bottom, on the, on the ground. So, above Yud Fachim is considered Rishus HaYachid. Below Yud Fachim is a Carmelis. So, Mela, it's a good Erev. Why is it a good Erev? Because from a Carmelis, I'm allowed to take it off the tree. I am not allowed to use a tree, but Benashmashis, I'm allowed to. And Mela, that's when the Erev is Chal, and we're good. Now, he could move it, pachis pachis medalad, even if it's... So, the, the Eruv is over here, outside of his box. How could he potentially move it over here? By moving it less than four, four amas, because it's only in a caramel, so you let him move it along less, less than four amas. Fine. Says the Gemara, umay lamala, umay lamata. So the Mishnah tells us a Lashon. One is on top, one is on the bottom. Explains Rashi beautifully. If it's like this picture, which is not so accurate, sorry, uh, and I'll show you why I think the other picture is more accurate, but I think the art school went with this picture as well, sort of, and I'm not so happy. Rashi explains that if we're talking about one branch that goes horizontal, then it doesn't make sense to use the Lashen Lamata Ulamala. It's high and low. It's not above and below. It's high and low. It's one branch. One is higher up. One is lower down. It's one branch. 
Lamata Lamala is referring like to two floors, to two, to two areas. Oh, says the Gemara, the Hadr Zakif, the branch takes a wild 90 degree angle turn, and Mela, it go, and it shoots right up. So here's, here's a good picture, I believe. This is all within under 10 Tfachim. And it's nice and horizontal. And then it takes a 90 degree angle upwards. So now I have a Lamala and a Lamata. If I put my bread up here, it's Lamala. If I put my bread down there on the, on the first floor, it's Lamata. Second floor is Lamala. But if it was just one single angle like this, it doesn't make sense to say Lamata and Lamala. It's not below and above. It's high and low. Yeah, you mask him in Hebrew? That's how it would work? It's Romeo's mask him. I think that's the Pshat and Rashi. Anyway. So again, we're talking about a guy has, you see this dotted yellow line? This guy has his makam, shvisa. The bread is outside of his, of his makam. It's past the dotted line. It's on a branch that's outside of four amas, and therefore, if it's above ten tfachim, he cannot get to it. Why can't he get to it? Because he's down here below. He's in Rosh Rabin. And this is a Rishus HaYachid. So he physically, he cannot move it from Rishus HaRabim, from Rishus HaYachid into the Rishus HaRabim. And, yeah, from the Rishus HaYachid into Rishus HaRabim. Ask the Gemara Kasha, why not? What's the problem? You're right. He can't go downwards. He cannot go from Rishus HaYachid up here into the Rishus HaRabim. That's a problem. But why can't he move sideways? Let him climb up a tree. Benashmashes we're talking about. This is all happening Benashmashes when the air of his chal. Let him climb up a tree and let him move his chala. You see the chala right over here? Let him move it sideways. Towards like the, the bark of the tree. What is this called? The trunk of the tree. Thank you. The trunk of the tree. And all this is Rosh over here. What's the problem? Gemara comes up with a trick. How can I make this branch a Rishus HaRabim? Is it possible halakhically for me to, all of a sudden, on this tree in particular, to make this branch Rishus HaRabim? Yes, there is a way. What? No. If people use this branch to unload their loads as they're walking by Rishus HaRabim, Rabim Mekatmalov, this branch turns into a Rishus HaRabim. So, Says the Gemara, if that's the case, it's also for me to move a bread from here to here because I'm passing by a Rishus Rabbim right over here. Rabbim Mikatimolov. Let's see the cash inside. And there's a very interesting picture, but this is not for perverts. For whatever reason, the graphic designer decided to use a yellow dotted line. I'm not exactly sure why. So don't use uh, your imagination here. Why can't the guy get his challah and come from over here to over here? <laughs> yeah, these Shiva Bacham that are driving right now with Yisrael Goldstein to the mountains, turn off the radio. <laughs> but anyways, here, here's the point. That's the point. You see, why can't the guy grab the challah and go this way? Says the Gemara. What happened was that the tree branch... I mean, he could have used blue, red, other colors. I think he was trying to, yeah. Okay, whatever. The guys put their stuff down on the branch, down here. 
and Mamela, this branch becomes Rosh Hashanah. We're talking about such a situation. Such a situation. If you don't have the situation, you're right. He can move it this way to here. And Mamela, he cannot move from here to here. Why can't you move from here to here? So if you remember, Masech the Shabbos, we learned the, the sugya of the Agalois. In the Midbar, they used to transfer the wood, the beams of the Mishkan from one wagon to the other wagon. Each wagon is considered a Rishus HaYachid, but between the wagons you have this area that's a Rishus HaRabim. And Memela, it's usher to transfer something from a Rishus HaYachid to a Rishus HaYachid if there's a Rishus HaRabim in the middle. And that's why in our case, you would, it would be usher for you to transfer your Eruv, your, your bread, from this area to this area if there's a Rishus HaRabim in between. Now, this doesn't count, this Rishus HaRabim, because you were talking about the branch over here. This branch turns into Rosh Hashanah. Zogdi Gemara. Vayi bayi, if he wants, Maisilu Derech Olav, he could transfer it above the tree, sideways. Why does he have to go downwards into the Rosh Hashanah? Zogdi Gemara. Kisharabim Mikatvim Olav, because many people unload their loads on it. Ukudu Ula, Dama Ula. Amud Tisho We had this a number of times. If you have a beam that's nine Fachim high, nine is not Rishus HaYachid, and three is too low, it's part of it. But if you have an Amud that's nine, and we said over there, I remember now that we discussed, I think some Rishonim said it has to be exactly nine, it can't be a little bit less or a little bit more, but Mamish nine, it can't be eight. Because it is too low, also it's not so comfortable. People adjust their knapsacks on it. And you threw something and it landed over there. There's a mamish hanacha chayev. So the rabbim they create a rishus rabbim on that tree. Okay. Now, we discussed yesterday and we started off the shir. That's why, no, we're talking about a specific case. They're going from Rosh Hashayachid to Rosh Hashayachid. Because nobody uses this tree. How many trees do you know that people unload their burden on it? Most trees are not like this. This is a very specific case. One in a million trees in the world that happen to be in the middle of Rosh Hashayachid. And because the branch is so low and it's nine fucking tall, people use that branch. How many trees do you know like that? In the entire Ramat is there a single tree that has a branch like this? So we're talking about a very specific case that... You go from that's why the Eruv is no good. Otherwise, it would be okay because I could just grab the Eruv and bring it over into my four Amas domain. No? You don't have to. You could. If you could get it there, then during Ben Hashemosh, I had the ability to do it and Memeil its mother. I don't have to do it. All this is theoretical. I, if you could do so and so, then it's as if. The Eruv is in my domain. The whole Gemara's answer is that there's a giant branch that goes on a horizontal thing. It's mamish straight. Then it shoots up 90 degrees. You're talking about a crazy case. And that's why, and it's outside of your four Amas. Such a giant branch. It's outside of your Amas. And that's why it's not a good Eruv. But I have a way that it could be a good Eruv because I could climb up the tree and grab it. No, it's talking about that it's, it goes four Amas this way. It shoots up at 90 degrees. And people use it over here, and then Mela, that's why I can't use it. In that crazy case, says Rava, that this is not a good Erev. That's it. It's a Hechetimtza. It's so we said yesterday that we have to move. We have a very long daf here. We're actually running out of time. 
says the Gemara, I know Menachem Ateh told Noam this morning, I guarantee you, even though I didn't hear the conversation, I wasn't pretty, I can guarantee you, one said to the other, I guarantee you Eli is going to mess up on the time, he thinks it's a short daf, and I know how these conversations go every single time. Anyway, right? Tell me. You didn't say it yet, okay. <laughs> Something that's obvious is not, okay. Given. Yotza Baskov Omro, it's a given. Anyway, Zokti Gimara. So we decided, according to Rebbe, you're allowed, you're permitted to do something. I don't know who said that. Was that no? Okay. We gotta go. We gotta go. It's already 41. 20 minutes to do a minute and a half. So yesterday we brought down Rebbe. We mentioned it today that Rebbe holds that if there's an Isidur Rabbanon, Benesh Moshes, you're permitted to do it. So let, let's say, taking something off a tree, moving your Erev off a tree, Benesh Moshes is okay. Driving a car in Shabbos Benish, uh, on Benesh Moshes is Aser. Taking something off a tree on Benesh Moshes is Mutter. Rabbanon say it's Aser. Therefore, this tree that's below 10 Tfachim is not a good Erev because you had no right to move that Erev or move it to you and eat off of it, Benesh Moshes. My Rebbe, my Rabbanon, where is this Machloikis, the Sanyo? Again, if you put your, this, we're just repeating the same case that we had before, you put your Erev on a tree above Tent Fachim, what kind of tree? This kind of tree that makes a turn and goes upwards and you put it over here on top. It's out of your four Tfachim, out of your four Amas. Why? Because if it's in your four Amas, then you're in that bubble that we said is okay. The, if, you're, if the Erev is within this bubble, it should be okay according to Rava. So it has to be outside of the bubble. Okay, just bringing it up again. That's the sugi we just learned. On Shabbos, you're not allowed to grab the challah right off that branch. You see this low branch right over here? It's lower than Tetzvah. It's a good Eruv, but you're not allowed to take the challah. Why? Because you're not allowed to use a tree on Shabbos. So why is it a good Erev? If you're not allowed to use a tree in Javas, you, you, you can't get the... Because Benesh Moshes, you couldn't get it. Benesh Moshes, you're allowed to. And all we care about is Benesh Moshes. But now, practically speaking, you're, you are hungry on Shabbos. It's a great Erev. You're hungry on Shabbos. You want to grab the challah. Could you eat it? No. Because you're not allowed to touch a tree in Shabbos. You're not allowed to take something off a tree in Shabbos either. So it's a great Erev, just you can't use it. If it's so low to the ground, this branch is so low to the ground, it's within three tfachim, it's as if it's sitting on the ground, so then I can take it. That's not a problem. What if you put the bread inside a basket? Here we go. Here's a basket. You put the bread inside a basket. And you hung it up on a pole on a tree. Even if it's above ten tfachim, it's a good Erev, Divri Rebbe. Okay. So, here we have the idea that if you could do an as we mentioned before, it's a good Erev. If, and if you can't, if you hold, you can't do it on Benish Moshes. It's not a good Erev. Now we're talking about the case of a, a basket. So he puts a, his bread in a basket on a, on a tree, on a pole. Now, Chacham threw out a statement, anytime you're not allowed to move it, it's not a good Erev. Where, where, where exactly, what are they talking about? 
If they're talking about a basket that you cannot use this as an Erev, so we have the sugi in Shabbos. Zdada means something that's attached to, not part of. I'll remind you, there was a, a tree that had a peg, and you put your ladder on the peg, so it's not really touching the tree, it's touching the side of the tree, the zdadim of the tree, and there's a machlaikis, aser, mutter, we pass in aser, as the Gemara, from here is a good raya, that zdadim is aser. Rabbanan say, you can't use this basket because it's touching the tree. It's part of the tree. Ela aresha. So we must be talking about our case, that the tree branch is lower than 10 tefachim. And Chachamim say, what do Chachamim say in the case that the tree branch over here, right over here, what do Chachamim have to say about this case? I put an area below 10 tefachim. No good. You know why? Because during Ben Hashemoshes, I can't access my bread. Because it's the Issa de Rabbanon, and the Issa de Rabbanon, according to Rabbanon, you cannot do Ben Hashemoshes. So I can never access the bread as I'm making the Erev. Erev is no good. Says Gemara, Hai Elon What kind of tree are we talking about? If, the, if this beam, let's say if this doesn't look so wide, it's not four tfachim wide. Makim Anything less than four tfachim wide, it's not a shusayachin, it's a makim ptur. MMA makim ptur becomes bottle to the rishus harabim. In fact, it's 100% mutter. There's no even isa the we learned. If a guy's on a skufa, if a guy's on, like, on some sort of uh, porch, that's a mokim tur, it's nishtahi nishtaher, it's not, it's not a rosh rabbim, it's not a rosh hasayachim, so I'm permitted to take something out of my house and put it on the porch. Somebody else is allowed to take something from the rosh rabbim, put it on the porch. We just said, don't be, don't be and go and put it on the porch and go to the rosh and take it off, that's all. But it's mutter to put something on the... Okay, so Makim Ptur is not a... We're not talking about a Makim Ptur here. Because this tree would be part of the Rosh Hashanah and it would be a good Eruv. When does it become a not good Eruv? When this is Rosh Hashanah and you're standing in Rosh Hashanah then I can't, I can't access, I can't move it from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah then it's not a good Eruv. But if this is a Makim Ptur, I can access my Eruv. Perfect. So let's say the tree has four Tvachim. So it's a Rosh Hashanah. Four Tvachim makes it Rosh Hashanah. So what did I gain by putting in a basket? I put it in a basket so it's It's like holes in Rosh Hashanah. It's holes in Rosh Hashanah. So I added to Rosh Hashanah a little bit. I put a basket in Rosh Hashanah. So it makes a difference. I'm not allowed to go from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. So who cares if I hung it in a basket? Just because it's all the way at the end of the sugya, so let me just say real quickly so we have some sort of reference to what we're going to say. The last terrors in the Gemara, the last thing we're going to learn today, Bezer Hashem, is that this is Rosh Hashanah, yes, but I want to tilt the basket into the Rosh Hashanah area. You see this peg over here? So I can move my basket downwards. So I'm going from, from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah. That's one teretz. Says Gemara, Omer Avino, Reisha, two lines from the bottom. Omer Avino, Reisha is Bay Arba, you're right. The first part is talking about that we're for for tfachim. It's a real shusam. Say for this this case of a basket, the less the tree doesn't have four. You see, it's a very nice picture. The basket is curved out. The tree and the basket together equal four tfachim. It's a beautiful a beautiful answer. Why? So. 
Today's turning of the daf, sponsored by Asher, Lili Nishmas' mother, Reza Bas Ben Yomim, make it a great day. And by Dr. Listhaus, Mordechai Yosef, Dr. Listhaus, Lili Nishmas' father, Mordechai Yosef Ben Aaron. Is Yoel Bergman online? Anybody see Yoel Bergman? It's not like it. Okay, fine. Not for today. Says the Gemara. So we're talking about uh, Now, we're not done with the answer. It's a beautiful answer. Rebbe must hold of two big sheetas. We had this throughout Shas, and we had it a number of times, and I'll remind you, in our Masechta alone, in Dafir Aleph, we had this case. Of Could you put a mezuzah on a round, on a, on a, on a door that has uh, an arch to it. So the answer is, if it has ten tfachim, and it's four tfachim wide, in addition to the arch, then chaykikin. You take this circle and you pretend it's nice and square. And I put a mezuzah here. That's Rameir, Shita of chaykikim. I pretend, halakhically, that it's carved out. You carve it out. Chaykikim, you carve out. Oh. So Mameila says, the Gemara I'm carving out here, what's going on? I think this is the pshat. The bottom of the basket, well, the top of the basket has a hole in it. It's not a surface. So if you hold that you need four tfachim, you have to put your Erev on a four tfachim surface. That's a special shita, Rabbi Yehuda. So shita number one is that I, I need a four tfachim surface. But I don't have a four tfachim surface. Why? Because all I have is, let's say, two tfachim for a tree and, a, and, a, and a, 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 just a hole in a basket. That's not a surface. So what I need to do is use the bottom of the basket. The problem is the bottom of the basket lines up with a tree, and the tree is not hollow. The tree is solid over here. So over here I do chaykikim. I pretend there's no tree over here. I chop down the tree right at this red line. There's no red line in that picture because I did it afterwards with a magic marker. So Menachem Ate doesn't have it. Ha, the live guys have it. You don't. Oh, now they do. So there's a line here. I pretend there's no tree here, and now the basket and the tree align up, and there's a fort fachim surface where I could place my Erev. Rabbi Yudah holds any fort fachim, and Rameir holds I could do the concept called chaykikim together, a combination of Yehuda and Rameir. I have a fort tefach surface. Huh? So remember, the, the, actually, I used the slam dunk. It's probably the wrong picture. I hope I printed that one. Ugh. I knew I didn't do it. Okay. Chaval. You know what? I have an idea. Maybe I could go to my computer real quickly. Sorry, guys. Because I believe it's... I believe I took it out. Just I didn't. And even if not... Yeah, here we go. This is good. Hold on. You guys will be able to share my computer screen. Okay. For when I need it. Says the Gemara, it's a beautiful picture, Chaval, I don't have it. There's too many, too many things going on this morning. You can carve out. So together with Rebu that holds, you need four. And together with Rebu that says you can carve out, I have a perfect idea. My Rebu Yehuda, where the Rebu that says Allah that you need four. This Sanya Rebu Yehuda Oimer. Here, a guy puts a little pole here, but on top of the pole, 
he has the proper surface area. He has four by four tfachim, but the bottom is a stick. The bottom is not the perfect area. What do I do? Says the Gemara. If it's ten tefachim high and it has the surface area, it's a great eruv. And if not, it's not a good eruv. So if it doesn't have, then it's like hanging in middle in midair. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? Let's say this 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 little stick doesn't have ten tefachim. So where is it? It's below ten tefachim. It's eight tvachim, let's say the stick. So where is my Erev now? In Rosh Hashanah. And where is this man standing? In Rosh Hashanah. It's perfect. That's a perfect Erev. You're in the same, you're kind of shvis in the place of your Erev. The nan to Rosh Hashanah. It's in one Rosh The only problem is when it's above ten tvachim that it goes into Rosh Hashanah. What are you telling me that if it's below ten tvachim, it's a problem? That's not a good Erev. The opposite. Below ten tvachim is beautiful. It's a chidush that above ten tvachim, it's a good Erev. And why is it a good Erev Taka? Because we have Rav's bubble. Your area goes all the way, extends all the way up to the sky, even though your feet are Rosh Hashanah, but your Rav gives you a four Amas area, and those four Amas extend to the sky, so you're, you envelop that Erev, you're both in the same area, could I grab it off that pole? No, because the pole is Rosh Hashanah, and I'm Rosh Hashanah, but I'm in the same area as my Erev, but if it's below, says the Gemara, you're right. We're not talking about the height, we're talking about the width. By the way, Rashi brings here that it's like this boat that we said that even though on the top you have four tvachim, but on the bottom it becomes narrow, no good. You need the whole thing to be four tvachim through and through. Now, if it's above ten, it's problematic, so then I have to say it has at least four tvachim surface on top. You're right. Then we can invoke, says Rashi, Remember we had the Shiloh, I think it was Rebekah, I don't even remember who it was. Maybe Rebekah sounds familiar. Don't quote me on it. If you throw something, does the ground catch it in mid-ear as if, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about even more. We're talking about there's a chala within tenth fachim of the ground, not above, below, so the ground grabs it. The, the asphalt grabs it. It's as if it's laying directly on the asphalt. Fine. Says the Gemara, Kiman, the Lake This halacha that we do chaykikim, we carve out, and it's not a shustayachid. The Lake Rabbi Yehuda, the sign Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, Oimer, not if a person puts a beam. This, this case, right? But there's a better picture, I believe. What? Yeah, but the slam dunk doesn't work here. I might have been wrong in the slam dunk, and I'll show you in a second. I didn't want to bring it, to not to confuse the dialogue. This is the sugi we learned, and I brought a basketball hoop from the, you know, the original game, maybe it was, one of the first basketball games. So there's a cut in Rosh and there's a hoop. The whole thing, remember that? They put a basket on top, and the, the, the original basketball game. And he's throwing. Mamish. They're throwing things into the basket in those days also. And it landed on top. This Naimith guy, whatever his name was, the guy that invented basketball, he also had a problem. He had a basket, and they used to have a ladder, and every time they threw it, they made a basket. They had to climb the ladder and take the basket until they realized, wait, I could put a hole in the net. Okay. 
But that's what happened. Zorak v'noch agabav. It landed over there like the original Chayav. <clears throat> so, Afilu Teima, says the Gemara, it's very different. Afilu Teima, Rabbi Yoisi, Rabbi Yudo, Hasam Hadron Mechitzta, Hacha Loi Hadron Mechitzta. That's why I want to show you this thing here. So the Gemara understands, here, I'll just go like this. The, oh, did I just ruin it? Here we go. Can you zoom in? Not bad. Not bad. Here we go. So the Gemara understands that the basket, it might be upside down. And we could say the concept of good aches mechitzta. The walls around the basket extend downwards and create fort fachim around and around everywhere. Whereas in our case, there's only a basket on top of a tree. So now like this. So why don't they say good aches in our case? Right? So good aches means that the walls... Even though, you don't, even though it's narrow over here, but halachically we extend the wall of the basket downwards, especially if it's flipped upside down. If you look over here, this is the bottom of the basket, so the basket's flipped upside down, so the walls are pointing downwards, and when the walls are pointing downwards, it's a lot easier to do good aches mechitz halachically. However, in our case, in our case we can't say good aches mechitz over here. Why? Why can't they extend the walls here? Explains Rashi beautifully. Because over here we want to invoke two halacha l'moshim m'sinais, or two crazy halachas, two concepts. One of chaykikin, and one of gudachas mechitzta. To combine two halachas, to make a rishus, a four by four, that we're not going to do. Very interesting. You have to do chaykikin because I don't have a surface. So I have to pretend that this tree is cut down, right over here. And I also want to pretend, so I have two pretending. To pretend twice, you can't pretend twice. You can pretend once. You want to do chaykikim? Great. Chaykikim, and now I have a surface of four tfachim, it's beautiful. But to say chaykikim, to take off the tree, pretend that the tree doesn't exist, and to pretend that my mechitzes of my basket go all the way down to the ground? Uh-uh. No. We gotta, there's a limit of how much we're going to imagine. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yirmi Omar, and now we're going back to another pshat in the sugi over there. <clears throat> Rabbi Yirmi Omar, Shani Kalkolo, so, we have a basket on top of a tree. And we ask the question that if it's four tfachim wide, it tr- turns into a rishus hayachid. Right? We have a tree over here, a pole, a tree. Mimar of says the Gemara. Is it four tfachim, not four tfachim? We just came off a teret, it's not four tfachim. Together with the basket, it's four tfachim in the whole situation, this whole Ahmed. Says Rabbi no, another pshat. It is four tfachim. So what did you ask me? If it's Fort Fachim, it becomes Rosh Sayyachid. If it becomes Rosh Sayyachid, you just attach the basket to Rosh Sayyachid. And what did you gain? So you attach the basket. So it's still in Rosh Sayyachid. The answer is, I gained very nicely. I could take this basket and flip it upside down. And go like this. It's called Naita. You hear? You see, Gary? You focused? I don't see it on the screen. But okay, they do. And I just took it from my Rishus HaYachid into the Rishus HaRabbim without moving the basket, without moving the bottom of the basket. It's on a hinge. It swiveled nicely, boom, like that, downwards. And now I, could take, I have access to my challah. I have access to my challah. Oh, wow. You want to zoom out and show them what it looks like? Da'ilam on YouTube so they can see what Da'ilam here sees? No? 
Beautiful. And that's pretty much the end for today. We finished at 8.00. Hold on one second. Very good. So now you're going, yeah. Fine. And that's mutter. This is something that you could do, because even though it's a tree, you're permitted to move stuff on a tree, it's a good Erev. Rabbi Yisai, four slichos, we, it's daf yoymi. Everyday kesidron. So the daf yoymi, the, yeah, what? Why can't they hear me? Why don't they hear me? But okay. Whoever could hear me, slichos, uh, we're not changing the timing during slichos. Shir is at the same exact time, 7.15. Matzi Shabbos, Shir is at 9 o'clock. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Have a great day.